Let me see. Right and on. we're. We're live. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wilhelm. <laughs> and this bitch. Oh, yeah, we didn't even shout him out last episode. We out, yeah. Love. The man needs no introduction. Yeah, that's true. He's with us now. He's always with us. The Secret Episode Avenger. 13? <laughs> this is 14, actually. 14. 14. Yes. See. We are in double digits. That's Very so many nice. double digits. Very wow, nice. We're, we're, on the, we're over the hump. We're, we're closing, closing, closing in on the end of this season. Is that yeah. season one? Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 20 episodes will mark the, the season. But anyway. Yeah, wow. We're not thinking about the end right now. We're thinking about this episode. Yeah. I am Trent... L. Dixon, one of your co-hosts. I'm here with my man. Eclectic. Oh, oh I, got say I got I got tripped up because we both looked at Lucas. Really? <laughs> we both looked at it and I was like, and then I was just like, oh. <laughs> well. But we got eclectic sage, Christian. Hey. Hey, and Lucas, Lucas MG, Lucas Gustin, Lucas MG. Lucas from Texas, as I'm referred to. <laughs> Lucas, X, Lucas from Texas, but recently went to L.A. Yo. And promised to tell us about Just a little bit about it. Not a lot. Oh, just a yeah. little bit about it. Man, I drove a Tesla. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the traffic is real. I mean, mm. that's a pretty stupid oh, yeah. statement. LA, LA traffic is something that's a different beast. Is it like, how different is it from New York traffic? I mean, like, Totally, I guess, just because it's like, I mean, it's just like everything is just so congested, really. Uh, That's it. It's kind of fascinating to look around and be like, wow, this like this layout was just not intended to support all these vehicles. And then I was looking around. Right. And I'm like, hmm. So everybody needs a car to get around. Look how many people there are. More or less every single person has a car. That's a lot of fucking cars. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, just a very basic observation, but I was just like, wow. And it's like the little, like, midway, you know, streets that kind of cut through the city. Like, uh, it's kind of like a neighborhood vibe, but they're Mm -hmm. like, you know, integral, uh, you know, passageways through the city. But they're just so packed. I'm like, ugh. But whatever. I was in the Tesla. so. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, there's no, like real special luxurious edge on having a tesla because that's like as common as like a honda civic so you didn't but put the self-drive on though you no i didn't, didn't i didn't trust it i would I not trust, did not trust I'm it not gonna lie. super weird i don't drive that often now. i don't think i know anybody who would trust the self-drive yeah oh absolutely I, not I definitely would it's not. just like why would you really like just drive you lazy ass but yeah um but it was so fun man just like I don't know. I don't know the city that well in terms of like depth and like the real, real, real local, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, perspective. Yeah. But really enjoyed like the Echo Park neighborhood. It's really beautiful out there, uh, which is like kind of just northwest of downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also kind of had my bearings as far as like if I look at a map now, I can kind of be like, oh, OK, I know what that area is like. Um, uh, also, Silver Lake area is beautiful. That borders um that borders like the echo park area mm-hmm. if y'all have ever seen under the silver lake starring andrew garfield oh, absolutely no, andrew garfield is amazing oh you gotta watch that one a complete mind bender like fun sad happy like makes you kind of like tilt your head like what like really great film set and shot in los angeles which is just really beautiful um but yeah it was uh oh my god i saw like my 
favorite pro skateboarder ever. Whoa. Um, which, I mean, that really took me by surprise when I first lived in New York. But I actually never saw this guy. His name is Alex Olson. Uh, for anybody who skates out there, y'all know. I'm going to look him up right now. Y'all know the, the vibes. Just great style. He's not, like, super technical skating, you know, 30 stair handrails and, like, doing these big gaps. He's just, like, has a real style and grace to his his method. He also doesn't give a fuck. Like in terms of, uh, oh wow, he's just not really like. Uh, I don't know. He he's just like a really laid back dude. Kind of goes by his own standard. Doesn't put out a lot of footage. He not actually kind of like celebrity of it. Yeah, not not at all. And like he he kind of I think I don't know. He used to skate for Nike, but like I think they were really harping him on like you need to put out parts and footage and da da da. So yeah. he doesn't skate for Nike anymore. But yeah. I saw him at, at this park. He was just I guess he recently became a father and he was just pushing his kid <laughs> stroller. So I wasn't gonna bother him, but like did, I always did he had, like he was like doing stuff in his head like that he couldn't do if uh, the kid was there. He looked like he was just like enjoying himself Good. on a Monday morning Good. pushing his stroller. So like literally just like just zen and out. So I was like, I'm not gonna bother him and my girl was in the bathroom so i really had prime opportunity but i was just like i'm not gonna fuck with them right now but in my head it's like it's good to see you man in my head (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. but uh but yeah it was it was so great Um, yeah i'm like looking at like some footage he looks pretty he looks like a pretty calm too yeah i see what you're saying he's very he's uh he's like he he really paved the way like team handsome in skateboarding like kind of being one of the first guys to to like get into like the real like fashion industry and stuff mm-hmm. within skateboarding. Uh, the late great Dylan reader, who's like arguably one of the most handsome skateboarders that's ever lived. He actually passed away sadly in 2016. Oh, yeah. He had leukemia. Um, anyways, they were just like the first guys to like really embrace. It sounds silly, but like being handsome <laughs> and like <laughs> taking on modeling jobs and kind of breaking that stigma of like, if you skate, you got to skate and, and like, that's all you do. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, yeah. like being an outcast, I feel right. like skating has Breaking like an of association that. of being an outcast or you have to be a delinquent for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like now that's like, I mean, they were on kind of like the, the cusp and breaking edge of like, you know, breaking that mold, whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. anyways, yeah. So it was really fun. And prior to that, this is a good Dang, like segue out of it. But like, I was looking for like really good movies to like get me excited to go to LA. Mm-hmm. A while ago, I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, coming fresh off of reading Chaos by Tom O'Neill, which spoke on like the Manson murders and all that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, if y'all have seen it, is actually like incredibly accurate, like down to like the last detail. Actually, El Coyote, wow. the restaurant I wanted to go yeah. to, was in the film because it was the last place that they ate uh, yeah. before you know the Manson murders occurred, whatever. But uh, but anyways, when I watched that film, I was like, wow, like this is really a love letter to Los Angeles. Like it's so beautiful how they played it out. Yeah, they yeah. checked but, out that movie. That's the one Tarantino oh, film. It's so I, good. Kinda, I, I, I watched it a few it. weeks ago. You did? Did you like yeah. it? Yeah, it was good. It was okay. good. It was good. But, uh, With the but exception anyways, of the Bruce Lee stuff. But yeah, that was that's crazy. a whole other thing. That's whole and that's thing. like I feel like. Tarantino taking his nut shots. Yeah, that was um, uh, that was him. A lot of it was a love letter to stunt people too, and that was like him sort of interpreting their interactions with Bruce Lee of him being arrogant and him being you know all these other things and how he's portrayed in the movie. And it's like one one thing that somebody brought to my attention. Um, about that situation, which kind of made me look at it funny, 
which made which made me took a while to um to watch it because I had to kind of <clears throat> sh- shake that notion. I can still see it in there when I watch it, but um, you know, he's a um, he's an Asian actor, um, martial artist trying to break into. And this, what is this, the 70s? 60s. 60s. Early like trying 60s. To, trying to break into in an all-white industry. Yeah. And, you know, they're they're calling him arrogant. But the thing is, like, you got to consider the amount of racism and, and all these other walls he's, you know, being hit with. I mean, of course, if, at you know, you, be, you know, yeah, you, you believe in yourself, you're going to be looked at as arrogant. It's like, oh, who, sure. who are you to come in here and take our jobs? You know, but yeah. and that's the one thing I think Quentin Tarantino didn't consider the the racial aspect of like all the struggles he was going through. So what he was known to be like to like go he real was, hard with the start. He was he or was what? described as being an asshole, you know, by a lot of the stump people. But I mean, like he was whether he was or wasn't, he was more than likely dealing with a lot of racial barriers. Oh, absolutely. You know, and he was, he was dealing with a lot. Yeah, you know, I mean, in situations like that, you you know, you gotta you gotta believe in yourself and go hard. Oh my god. You know, yeah. I, and I don't know what the the most accurate depiction of, but I mean, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like you know, that's that's Bruce Lee, right? You know, and and his family also gave some pushback with the. Um, portrayal as yeah. they should but i mean other other than that i think it was i thought it was a great movie it's probably the best nice. quentin tarantino movie i've seen in a while oh wow yeah. what what la movies do you like like set in la you're like fuck you know what's great hands down la la land have y'all seen, seen that la la oh my god i am like the it. furthest guy from a musical but like Oh my god, it was so fun to watch. It was just so I watched good. like an observation video on how they colored the scenes based on people's emotions. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, very, very that's a great point. I didn't even think about that, but you feel it without yeah. registering it really. That's all I really know, so I won't speak on to it like crazy. <laughs> uh-huh. But like yeah, sometimes like for certain movies that I don't like have the time to watch the full thing or I haven't gotten around to, uh-huh. I'll just watch like dissections of it. Just to just to nice. like understand it from a filmmaker's perspective and how like little storytelling like beats and stuff that you mm-hmm. have like in the background can really like accentuate until like oh yeah this is like really cool yeah. facts um, but yeah any any in particular collateral oh that's oh. a great one yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, jamie, yeah. jamie fox directed by michael mann jada pinkett smith and tom cruise who really? oh. actually played a villain in that who, wait oh. jada pinkett smith yeah yeah she was in that she played the lawyer Oh sheesh! I also, really Mark Ruffalo that. was in there. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, not not so yeah. known Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, for yeah, 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 that was Mark that Ruffalo was, has some fire roles. Like he does. The, what's like what's the one the with the Boston newspaper that he did? Uh, oh fuck! I know what you're talking about. Uh, something like uh, oh spotlight. Yeah, spotlight. Oh, spotlight. Like the Catholic Church. also had uh, yeah. Michael yeah, Keaton and um, oh, what's her name? Uh, Shit, um, she was in Mean Girls. Um, um, oh, Rachel McAdams? Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Damn, well, I, I didn't like know the, how I knew that. The I biggest crush on for a little bit. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, but uh, but no, that was a great movie. I just saw, <laughs> I just watched Mean Girls for the first time recently. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, a lot of shit that would not fly today where of it's course. just like, okay. Yeah. Like, there are a few in there where I'm just like, You're like oh, really? No. Like, yeah. just some real low-hanging fruit of comedy. I'm like, okay. But, you know, looking through a 2003 lens, I'm like, okay, I see how yeah, that, it works. that yeah. went through. But 
Fun fact: the principal came into my job the other day. Oh, word! Yeah. Wow. Oh, oh, that's shit. What's yeah. his name? I'm blanking on names. I don't know. I, I don't know his Had name. But sleep. It was good. <laughs> it was good. I really. Uh, oh, I he's a great it. actor too. He's a great comedian. He was. Um, mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, long time. Um, SNL cast. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Fuck, that would make Faye with the or make Faye. That would make sense with the Tina Fey pipeline there. Um, so yeah, interesting. So yeah. I've been on a uh, L.A. wormhole. Yeah, I have hey. not seen a movie that but, was hosted in L.A. for a while. Most of my movies lately have been hosted in space. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what you is. Oh, my God. Oh, that, that ties into to my yeah. sort of introduction into our topic today. Yeah. Huh. Rabbit holes. Whoa. Rabbit um, holes. I did have the definition pulled up. I definitely closed you? it. Okay. Let's give the people a, uh, a very clear definition because I can tell y'all what it means. Yeah. But y'all don't want to hear my fucked up definitions well, as I struggle <laughs> to remember actors names oh my god oh, Christian man. has an iPhone now right Cra- oh my gosh it's crazy blue with bubbles no, with no case this dude I know. has been yeah, I know. loyal to the wilding. android life I do like I do prefer my android but I understand really? the hype for this okay yeah people my friend asked me the other day like do you get offended when you see a green text I'm like no, <laughs> like it, it does not Why bother. It does not bother me. <laughs> like it's no. it's just like oh, that's a cool color too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but both uh, pleasant colors, right? I'm like yes. blue and green. I like I like cool colors. Um. Uh. Well, rabbit hole is a rabbit's burrow, but um, basically, it's used to refer to a bizarre, confusing, or nonsensical situation or environment. Typically, one which is difficult to extricate from oneself. So that's like rabbit holes in the sense of like I don't know Alice in Wonderland type. Oh, okay, okay. So that's like, like huh? that's one definition. I was but curious. The, okay. Did that maybe was that coined from Alice in Wonderland? I would believe. I believe so. so. At least oh wow! It, it, at the very least, it popularized it. Okay. Yeah. But the um the type of rabbit hole that, that we're, we're talking about, about is basically uh what happens when you kind of deep dive into a topic and you kind of become siloed off away from like information uh, outside of that and you just focus on hyper focus on one thing and keep on digging and digging and digging and trying to find more yeah and sometimes Mm. it's not even like one topic it's like something leads to another thing leads to another thing right that may have a loose connection you know but you always end up somewhere else um yeah i see yeah so I, i would uh so Earlier we were speaking, and you said you had some uh, some ty- scientific background on. Yeah, so well, not, not mm. maybe not scientific, but I did uh, some insights. Yes, I did. <laughs> I did watch this. Well, I listened to this series. It was produced by the New York Times. I believe they had one episode, but it was basically talking and like detailing about how, or like how internet siloing, or they call it they call it internet siloing, but it's essentially. Uh, I think we spoke about it in our AI episode, but it's basically when a when the algorithm kind of incentivizes you to keep on going through like different swarms of information, mm-hmm. kind of like in the rabbit hole format, where one topic leads to mm-hmm. another topic leads to another topic leads to another topic, and it, it kind of chains it down. And they were investigating how like certain rabbit holes led to different types of political views uh, on both sides of the spectrum, and how like mm. internet companies were somewhat responsible for some of like the current political at- outlook for certain things. So like for example, if someone was like 
into conspiracy theories, <laughs> even in the, in the slightest. They will be constantly like fed conspiracy theories mm-hmm. because the company's main thing is to extend and like mm-hmm. promote watch time. Mm-hmm. So like the watch time would be the main priority. So what do you do to promote watch time? You give them more more things aligned with the topics that they like. And so they were looking at the different effects and how someone with like regular, like not regular views, but like with no political affiliations or views could become Mm. so diehard in either conservatism and liberalism and how different ways or how different, basically the ecosystem of how information and people were kind of pushed through different ideologies and everything on the internet. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'd be trying to. I, no lie, I apologize if I die and somebody finds my computer and thinks I'm a weirdo because <laughs> I'd be trying to fuck up with the algorithm all the time. I'll oh. type in random shit and just to see what you comes up. That, just yeah. To, yeah, like I don't, I don't know. I don't like only being fed one type of information. Yeah, I was telling you about that. Like how yeah. I looked at one video and now I'm getting like all these fucking these um certain types of videos which i don't completely agree with yeah. but it's still coming popping up mm-hmm. but uh no that, that that's that's interesting that um that that sort of definition or explanation is algorithm based because i was thinking last night like what was my first you know my real first 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 interaction like my, my first rabbit holes and I have two mm-hmm. some things that I've been like obsessed with as a kid mm-hmm. uh, black holes yeah and Whoa. tornadoes like Whoa. I remember doing the science project I probably might have told this before on the podcast no, I'm not sure so. but I, I like I did like a um like I remember being fuck it's a long time ago in, in elementary I don't remember what grade it was it was definitely before third grade uh, but we had we all had an assignment. You had to pick a planet. At that time, there were nine planets in our solar system. That's how old yeah. I am. Uh, <laughs> hey, yo, and I shout chose a Pluto, black man. hole. What's up? I said shout out Pluto. Yeah, that shout boy, out to that Pluto. That boy was really a planet for a We didn't forget about you, Pluto. <laughs> you know, it's so cold way out there in the depths. But anyway, yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I just, like, I remember opening a book and seeing this illustration of a black hole sucking the light out of a, a star and I was just like enthralled and I read the um the definition like a, a like a dead star that is collapsed into itself whose gravitational pull is just so strong that not even light can escape it I don't know like that that's something <clears throat> something about looking at that picture triggered something inside of me the the mystery of it like what is in there what happens and like since then, I've kind of been obsessed with black holes. Like I, really? like yeah, that pops up on my YouTube a lot. Like yeah. shit about like solar systems, mainly black hole stuff. I like looking at the math because the math is so insane when you look at black holes. Because they, yeah, because it's it's the way that they have to calculate certain stuff because it's like it it literally breaks in some instances. It breaks physics as we know it. Yeah. So it's very interesting. And also, like you, I'm sure you watched the movie Interstellar too. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so that movie plays with like the idea of black holes and mm-hmm. like black holes as a as a concept. Like it's so foreign to like our current experience. Like there's no way, like to even have ascertained that there was a black hole existing is a, like a miracle. Because how do you even perceive yeah, something that doesn't even show light? Like we had yeah. to do a lot to find it, and then just the concept of something like collapsing in on itself so much so that it breaks the universe's like regular laws is kind of crazy so but, yeah so what are some 
some black hole facts that uh, you've picked up along along the years? Because um, I don't know much. The 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 well the the spaghetti effect is, is probably that? one of the most interesting things. It's like um. So say you're getting pulled into a black hole, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm the envisioning way, I'm like turning into yeah, yeah. It's like string. from far away, it seems really slow. Um, but like the spaghetti, what the spaghetti effect is is like, like say you, I'm, I'm going, I'm like head on, like yep. the the front of you will be pulled faster than the rest of you, although it's still happening at an accelerated would this rate. Would like tear so your skull like, apart? Yeah, like, pretty much yeah. it'll be torn in shreds, but, right. you know. But black yeah. hole. Yeah, it's, it's a, the, you know, it's a black hole. You're you're dead once you're in there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's um, <clears throat> and I'm terrible with numbers, but I believe like sometimes the, the mass of a black hole can be like, um, well, the density can be a million times like the sun but the size is like the opposite of that so you got like all this it's like, like it's, like it's crazy crammed on itself like all this so would dense. would this would you would your face start getting ripped off is that like an hour process or i mean like, I, it's over a few days or it's like <sighs> weird because like it happens to you instantaneously but because yeah. light is not escaping i assume um not escaping at like the the regular rate it happens slow because basically how we perceive information is just light refracting and bouncing off of objects in certain wavelengths yeah so like if you were to observe something it's it automatically has a delay like 0.16 milliseconds or something mm. so it's like like in that situation like you'll just see the person kind of like slowly doing it but it already happened like yeah 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 fast. it's it's it yeah like I said, a delay. The, yeah, the time is weird in a black hole as well. Yeah. So what's on the other right end of a black hole? That's, well, that's, that's a lot of yeah, theories. Yeah, that's, that's a, there's, a, there's a the white hole theory where... Yeah, I like the white hole theory. <laughs> it sounds really dirty. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the white hole is like there's a... It, essentially, it's the opposite of a black hole. There's another side where all the matter that's being sucked into a black hole right. has been pushed out in a white hole somewhere, which is Well, that's crazy. rather inconclusive. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's but I mean, you know, you wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah. I know when I was a kid, I was like, "Yo, I want to get in a special made spaceship and go through a black hole, see what's yeah. going on." But I wouldn't. So, so I mean, what are yeah. what are the leading theories on what's on the other end? I mean, the the white hole is one of them. So would that just be like it's like the opposite? So essentially, yeah. it would like it would like make true the statement that there are wormholes because okay, you would yeah, have something that has an entry point takes in matter and then you have a point where all the matter is kind of just pushed out and if the two points are connecting that would make sense somewhat okay but it's a theory because there haven't been white holes that have been perceived before yeah okay interesting wouldn't it be weird though if like in the white hole like as matter was being torn as it was being pushed in it was being put together it was being as being pushed out wouldn't that be weird trying to think if Um, anybody could possibly survive that but I, d- I don't not. probably not but also like i brought up interstellar before and like nolan's thing was like when he put the when he put like the main character so the main character flies through like the wormhole for a little bit and then ends up being like shot not like really pulled spaghetti effect file but like pulled through time or like in his own perception of mm-hmm. time and then he kind of just like navigates and then the plot continues but like if it were like <laughs> if it were that like your because information technically like i think one of the laws of thermodynamics the updated ones 
not the ones from like Newton or something like you know like I don't know energy can't be like created or destroyed or something like that yeah well Just they have like that the law of conservation yeah like law of conservation thing. energy and stuff can't be created or destroyed yeah so like if you have to that law like rings true and they kind of updated it so like they're like information so technically information is like energy but it's just like any type of like it's like a weird it's a broader definition hmm. but yeah if that's true that means like whatever a black hole is doing it's it's just changing the form of whatever matter it it's, hmm. it's doing mm-hmm. if it were to if it were to work in line with every other type of uh physics yeah interesting but, um, not to not to st- not to make this episode about black holes, but the yeah. second interaction was with tornadoes. Like I was really mm. obsessed with tornadoes. Like I would like black holes and tornadoes. Anytime something came on about those, as I was a young and I'd be in, <clears throat> I'd I'd sit there and watch it or read it. Is that an earth know. earth black hole? A tornado? Kind of, sort of. <laughs> I mean, it, it's still. I I when I see like pictures of tornadoes, I got sort of the same feeling when I saw that. Okay. That um rendition of. A black hole when i open that textbook like there's i feel like there's so much mystery in it it's so dark yeah. and I, I don't know i'm, I'm so curious about it in person yeah no storm no. chaser no i wanted to no. be a storm chaser when really I was, yeah i still wanted to be it um but no like i remember um twister twister i hated that movie CGI why tor- cgi tornadoes oh yeah. okay Ugh. that was what like 97 <laughs> or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was a, i was a little kid i was a little um i was a little um give it tornado to metal director he was like no <laughs> cgi tornadoes no um do it all practical but no those were my first experiences now my, my more recent experiences with um i was about to say black holes with rabbit holes <laughs> um the other day i was scrolling through and I was like, yo, let me, let me, let me, because I had actually, I was thinking about um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. And I was like, let me, let me, let me see what's going on with Jim Jones and mm. Jonestown. Let me, so I watched this documentary um, about, um, it's titled Jonestown. It was Leonardo DiCaprio, I believe, was a producer on it. Oh, wow. But it was just so fascinating because I had never really like dove into that story. I kind of knew mm. the basics. What is yeah. that? I don't um, even know. So, so Jim Jones. Um, yeah. He was New York MC. Essentially, <laughs> the capital. no, not that, not that one. <laughs> yo, yo. Uh, his, his his image in my head popped up, but I knew who you were talking about. Yeah. You're talking about that. I don't know the original Jim Jones. Oh, the, the Kool Aid so Man, the OG Jim Jones. Um, essentially, what he was, he was this uh, narcissistic preacher. This is the real short version. Who. Um, who wanted to create this society. A lot of it was based in communism and togetherness and and racial harmony. Um, And on the outside, it looked really good. But on the inside, there was a lot of shady shit going on. Essentially, uh, uh, he moved to Guyana and um, he had like his own little section and they called it Jonestown. Um, And it uh, it was this cult and... Like I said, on the outside, it looked so good. He would he was adopting uh, children of all races, uh, and it was like, oh, it doesn't matter who you are. This was in what? the seventies. It had to be seventies. I had to be like in the era of like like a lot of peace, love, a lot of cults, like yeah. a lot of like sixties era kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, but it, but his was his was different. Like he yeah, he no. really pushed it. But anyway, yeah, like it it was all this wild stuff going on. Like um. 
Like he was, he started healing people. Like, like I said, he was a preacher and he, at some points he claimed to actually be God. Christianity or um, uh, like offshoot. Like it was basically yeah, it's, like, okay. it's kind of like a, basically he was like the father of a cult essentially. So mm, basically no. like kinda his own religion. Yeah. Sort of. Sort yeah. of like okay. using, it's basically like with like cults and stuff. I feel like we should do a cult episode. Yeah, we should. But yeah. like the I'm dynamics the are typically that. You have a centralized leader, and the centralized leader, like, says a common doctrine that's, like, all peace, love, harmony, and whatnot, or, like, the acceleration of human progress. Mm -hmm. And what they do is they tend to manipulate people who are, like, in sadder places, or they they kind of weed people out from, like, regular life and try to exclude Mm. them and isolate them. And then try to, like, make them convert to, like, their own People who are longing for guidance. Yeah. Mm. And then, but the results of it are like really sad and tragic. Yeah, and it's it it's, to be, huh? it's crazy because, like I said, when you when I was watching the documentary and even like a lot of um, little videos I watched after, it's like he had he really could have had something going, but he was just so so controlling. It was like if if he heard that somebody was trying to leave, there was a couple things they would do. They would beat the shit out of you and they have like tapes and wow. like audio of like him just like they'll just like whoop it up on people oh my gosh <laughs> or they would drug you and it's crazy though because um because a, lo- a lot of people like when they would see like the the healings and the miracles happening mm. that's what he would do too like um like he healed this woman's leg and everybody believed it but what turned out was they drugged her and when she woke up they had put her in a cast it's like yo you slipped and fell but Jim Jones is gonna heal you tonight, you know. Come to the the uh, ceremony, and then like, yeah, they would, he was like, he would put hands on her and say a few words, like, "We're gonna cut the cast off you, and I want you to walk." And then she'd start running up the aisle, and people would go crazy. Oh shoot! But yeah, anyway, like I said, they moved wow. to eventually they moved to Guyana. Where were they from? Um, these are all people from America, different parts of America. Like he, where it, was it, he at his station? Um, where where was he from? What the fuck was he from? It was somewhere um, in the south. Yeah, okay. definitely somewhere in the south. Um. But anyway, like it's it's sort of it sort of came to a boiling point when people started like, you know, the truth started coming out little by little. Like he would he would make people he would separate people from their children to to keep people from leaving. So it was kind of a communal raising like he would put children in different households with different Mm. parents so people couldn't conspire and also Mm. to keep you know, people under control. You know, if your kid's here right. and your kid's being brainwashed and your kid wants to stay, more than likely you'll want to stay. Yeah. Um jeez. But yeah, like some people had escaped and then they had told their story to the news. So essentially they sent um this guy called Congressman Ryan, who I'm gonna look more up on because okay. he sounds like a badass. Um and Congressman Ryan is fired up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe you can tell me more about him. But um um <clears throat> he um you know, he was sent in with like a news crew and stuff to check it out, and mm-hmm. and it all led to like a shooting, oh, and no. essentially, um, like because he was trying to take like planes of people away, people who wanted to leave. So some the Congressman Ryan ended up dying in it. Um, really? Yeah. Um, but anyway, like before people could. You know, before there were certain people, there were groups of people who left, but there were still like over 900 people there. And he had planned this, basically, essentially, he had planned this mass suicide 
But really, Whoa. it was murder. So it was like everyone was drinking Kool Aid laced with cyanide. It was really flavor aid, but you know, Kool Aid <laughs> just sounds better. Yeah, that's where right. that's where the phrase "Don't drink the Kool Aid" comes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? So, yeah. yeah. And it was like it. Would, I forgot how long it would take to kill an adult, but he he handed it out, and like there were a lot of people. Well, first, what he did was he started with the kids. Mm. He would force the kids that. to drink it so the parents wouldn't, you know. They How would big see was that. the commune at this time? Um, this was, I think it was like over a thousand people, but essentially um, it was, I think the death toll was like 910 people ended up dying. Murder, yeah. suicide, which lot, really, man. really, it's a murder because, like, yeah. people who didn't want to take it, they were injected with cyanide. Oh my, oh gosh. my gosh. And he was such a bitch himself. Like, he drank it and he couldn't take it and he shot himself oh while other God. people, like, had to suffer. Yeah, no. Like, it, it was crazy. You ever, I can't believe you ever seen these photos. Yeah, those photos are crazy. Like, seeing them, like, it took them yeah. so long to it count so all many, the people. It was so many people in the. This was in Ghana? Guyana. Guyana. Did I say Ghana? Or did I say Ghana? Guyana is like a like a it's a part of the Caribbean islands technically, but it's a, it is on South America, like on the top portion. But they still call it like that Caribbean. Jeez, like yeah. part so of the diaspora is weird. What but, what happened? He just like pulled the plug and yeah, because yeah, like people were gonna suicide. leave and they were gonna expose him. Jeez, and, yeah. yeah, that's that's like a cult leader thing. But yeah, yeah, that I mean, what was the one? Where like everybody was wearing the Nike Cortez shoes, uh, that was like oh, it like had something to do with extraterrestrials, yeah. But like everybody was wearing <laughs> Wait, <what>? Nike <laughs> Cortez and extraterrestrials. That, that um, sounds like a, that sounds like a fire Lupe Fiasco album. Like. It was oh god, <laughs> like, not so much. That would be tough. Uh, um, but no, it was the. Uh, it I, I, it might have been Heaven's Gate, but they like they had blankets over themselves, and oh, they, yeah, everybody like was wearing Nike mm. Cortez shoes. Um, mm. Anyways, but no, that's interesting. I I really I had maybe loosely heard of that, but I always kind of yeah. overlooked. Yeah, it. same. And I just kind of yeah. like that. And for some reason, last night I went on a nuclear weapon rabbit Pro- hole. Probably because Oppenheimer's floating around. So as a, as like a recording, it, honestly, I didn't. Eat, I don't even know the background of Oppenheimer. It just so Oppenheimer, like yeah, Oppenheimer talks about the, the the development of the nuclear bomb in relation to the Manhattan Project. So the Manhattan mm. Project was just a, basically they were trying to create a bomb off of like some physics that they just were kind of discovering uh, to kind of end the war, World War Two. And it tra- it talks about like the director, um, I forgot his first name, but Doctor Oppenheimer, uh, and his, his life and how he was like heading the project in Los Alamos. Uh, Los Alamos was a built city that they kind of created, and it was basically like a testing site for the first nuclear weapon. Mm. Um, and it tries wow. a story like that. Um, and then those bombs ended up like. Uh, Sadly and tragically hitting uh, Nagasaki and uh, Hiroshima, respectively, which uh, single-handedly changed the world. Uh, We talked about, well, I mentioned it before, but like it talked about like postmodernism and like that type of like framework of like we made it to the point where we could kind of destroy ourselves in a sense with with just a single weapon. Um, It's wild. But yeah, I feel like a lot of rabbit holes tend to form around like topics of um, of taboo. Or like, um, or like something like morbid. It's like stems from a morbid curiosity type of thing. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do, what do you think? Why do you think we look into like rabbit holes, especially on the Internet? I mean, I, th- I think essentially it's uh, like you said, it's kind of taboo. It, it's we're 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 kind of studying human nature. And in, in the essence, kind of looking at things in ourself yeah. that we may not have seen or maybe we refuse to look at, you know, and we kind of see that through other people. And, you know, and also it's interesting, you know, it's, it's easy yeah. to to look at those kind of tragedies and things and and it, it feels so far away. And sometimes it feels close, but it's easy when when things like that are far away. It's easy to also judge and to to um, you know to put labels on. But um, once you the but the deeper you dig, just like the the Jim Jones thing, yeah, it was like at, all these people were regular people. You know, it yeah, could easily happen it, it, to anybody, and yeah. that's what the I relatability feel, comes in. I feel like with a lot of things, like um, there's not much separation. Like, the more you look into it and the more information you get and the older you get in terms of, like, this, there's not much in terms of separation from me from this experience. Like, this experience Mm -hmm. is available to me. Like, it could be, like, um, you look at, like, I don't know, someone in, like, a penthouse and you're just like, wow, that's so distant. But, like, in all honesty, they're, like, it is distant because of systemic things. But in general, like, that person is no different from you in terms of, like, they're still a human being. Yeah, once you start learning their story, you know, yeah. you, you, you start to humanize them. You start to humanize them. So it's it's not like an object. And same thing, like if you if you watch like a movie and you're like, if I was that character, like would I make the same decisions? Or like would I be like capable to or susceptible to like certain like like causes that would like lead me down this type of path? Like Sean did like the 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 Jonestown situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see. What uh had had you mentioned some rabbit holes you've gone down, Christian? Um, <laughs> I, I go down. I go down so hell. Yeah, I go down really? a lot of rabbit holes. Honestly, um, yeah, I feel like with the internet, it lo- allows you to go through um, rabbit holes a lot easier. And okay, I feel like it incentivizes it, um, which is not great all the time because sometimes, um, just because of the nature of information and how we get information, mm-hmm. um it can lead you down, like, depending on who or what sources you listen to, you could come out of a rabbit hole in a very different spot. Yeah. Which is true. And it's hard to, it's hard because, um, I feel like as human beings, like we, we love information Mm -hmm. and information is like, like talk about like a drug or something like information just satisfies like our innate need for like our curiosity kind of so, meaning yeah yeah our, our our need to like understand the unknown because like mm-hmm. i feel like it stems like not to go dark but i feel like it stems from death so like death is just like or like the f- death or the fear of the the fear of the unknown is like the mm-hmm. main driver um for a lot of actions so like it's true making the unknown more knowable is like a combat against like your like fears or suspicions like mm-hmm. kind of just trying to illuminate the darkness, mm-hmm. but like with a rabbit hole, um, basically you're trying to tunnel. It's basically like trying to make your way through a tunnel to like see the light at the end of it and trying to gain clarity on a situation. Hmm. So, Mars. yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, with rabbit holes, um, I have a lot. Um, I dive into lately. I've been diving into a lot of like systems ones. So like I'm reading about how different like political systems have come and 
failed and stuff or like how mm. um how systems um and institutions kind of like help or fail people mm. so like especially in the form of disasters like mm. i always shout out this back this podcast but like um well there's your problem was a fun one mm-hmm. um shout out to the to the to the host all respective to all three of them and the guests that they have um but they talk about like things like chernobyl mm. and i remember like um i think it was like the first time we hung out i was talking about like having watched the chernobyl yeah, documentary yeah, yeah. and it's just like crazy that it's just a compilation of just like different small mistakes that led to like a catastrophic nuclear like fallout um not fallout in the sense like a bomb was dropped but like a lot of damage was done and you still mm-hmm. can't visit the area per se mm. and it was just like mishandled although that doesn't stop people yeah and like the more like same thing the more you learn about it it's like oh my gosh like this is so obvious but there's a lot of times like mm-hmm. when that happened like um recently uh i watched on the news I, it just happened recently as a recording but there was like a crane that fell in hell's kitchen oh yeah yeah, yeah like and i'm sure like the more you look at that it's probably probably like a similar situation in the sense that like there were obvious signs that like hey maybe this is not yeah the best use of it wasn't um, that even kind of that principle was the case in the titanic submarine yeah like most most human failings are like in that type of disaster setting are usually like they they call it like social murder because Mm. it's just like a a culmination of a bunch of like ways that the systems are built that kind of like or like systematic feelings like the captain was warned or something or like there were definitely instances or Mm -hmm. like warnings that happened before for the time Titanic. same with like the the it's kind of not trending anymore but still needs to be talked about like the submersible with all the all the um the billionaires in it right yeah Yeah, that's what i was talking about yeah yeah like there were the fact that they were controlling it with a gaming controller and they were advised and it wasn't like certified by like the commission that certifies submarines to float um there's like stuff like that like oversight Mm -hmm. so that type of rabbit hole i've been in um also a rabbit hole for like media in general you've been on world star or what (laughs) no not not the shade room going back to the um the the human failings um when you when you come out of that rabbit hole do you feel like in, in some way, does that make you feel more prepared for situations? Does that make you more aware? Not of, really. Of certain things. Not really. I try to come out of it as neutral as possible because, like, I try to be optimistic and believe in like the human spirit. Because I feel like, yes, it's. A, I feel like it's a mix of collectivism in terms of like mm-hmm. human feelings and human success. Because mm-hmm. it takes a team to do like most, if not everything. Um, but there are instances where like one person can make a huge difference. Like, all it takes is one person to be like, hey, let's not deploy tonight. It may suck, but mm-hmm. let's not deploy the ship because the water's just too choppy. Mm-hmm. And there's there's mm-hmm. the there's a lot of unsung heroes because nothing happened. Yeah. yeah and you you can, never know because never it know. didn't happen. But, like, there's instances where it's just, like, some calls are made and it just takes one person in the chain yeah. of command to just say mm-hmm. no. Yeah, we're not doing this. Prevent that tragedy from yeah, so, occurring. So, I try to, I when I go into rabbit holes, I try to, um, kind of put into perspective like 
the opposite, not the opposite, but like the grander scheme and being like, okay, what I'm watching or like what I'm trying to learn about is very biased. And mm-hmm. I feel like when you talk about rabbit holes, it's important to recognize bias. Yeah. And like what certainly. you're seeing. So like, let's say you're watching like a documentary or something. The person that's making the documentary has a certain feeling and opinion. And mm-hmm. automatically when you and create they have art, an objective and well. they have an objective, mm-hmm. like, like we were saying in the, in the photography episode, like when, you take a photo, you, it's as soon as you take that photo, you have an agenda. Mm-hmm. So trying to uh, trying to kind of pick through that separate from it is like important too. when I go on these rabbit holes. But mm. what type of rabbit holes have you been like in? Mm. I know a James Dean rabbit hole. Definitely. That one's kind of like always ongoing. But yeah. you know what's interesting is like I was telling somebody about this. I can't remember, but... Um, I'll, I'll kind of like purposefully like cut my, uh, you know, rabbit hole jumps a little short just yeah. because, you know, there's a very finite amount of information that, you know, is available. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, I don't know. I got to say pretty like unanimously, my my rabbit holes always like lean into like conspiratorial stuff for no, sure. But they, they'd be pretty good. And that's kind of what I think of when I think of a... Um, of a rabbit hole but lately there really hasn't been too much i think i'm mostly um i mean i've definitely done like some heavy 911 uh <laughs> rabbit holes yeah i mean that's just like you know like jumping into a well that doesn't have a bottom like there's just yeah, so much stuff there but um you know whether it be factual or not but I've I've seen some pretty compelling stuff, I guess. And truth be told, I haven't looked too much into like the official like Warren Commission narrative as yeah. much. But you know, I guess that's something I could explore more. But it's not something I look into like all too often. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, again, I'm pretty like pretty like uh, surface level conspiracy theory when it comes to rabbit holes. Like a lot of JFK stuff too, which yeah. is pretty compelling. I mean. That one is just like insane. I don't know if y'all have. Uh, I watched hot that movie. Take. I remember. I remember you were like, "Watch this movie." So I did watch the movie. What'd you think? I don't know. That I was still, like ninety eight or something. That was a while ago. Yeah, that was that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like um, just looking at the systems, I feel like they just did not at that time, mm-hmm. especially like in retrospect when you look at like how, like. Um, who was the member of the Beatles that passed away like through public thing? Like, John there was, Lennon? Yeah, there were just like a lot of instances where like the person should have been protected more. Right. But they just were not. Like now it doesn't happen as often because like... For the, sure. Also there's cameras, there's CCTV, there's mm-hmm. like um, people have personal bodyguards, people wa- are like more like aware that that's a possibility mm-hmm. like it's not like they walk around like they have personal assistance for certain things right and then if they do go out they go out like within reason or like yeah. they go out in a city where like it's not like they're not going to be walking around uh out here even yeah. in new york city like it's it's not as bad it's true because uh, if, if someone's famous walks around in new york city you're like hey what's up unless it's like a first yeah. shoot and then like people pop up but like it's not like the people are trying like the worst you'll see is like, I don't know, somebody throws a shoe at somebody. Right. <laughs> at like performers. But like, other than that, it's not like they're going to like pull out a gun per mm-hmm. se. It does happen. Right. There have been sad, like tragic yeah. instances of that, especially with like um, in the music community that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but for 
for again JFK specific for JFK is it as is it as plain as the Warren Commission laid it out for us? I feel like I feel like the facts were kind of were kind of true on that one. It is it, some of the weird uh, facts being like the fact that what was his name? What was his um Lee Harvey Oswald? Yeah, Lee Harvey Oswald. Lee Harvey Oswald was a was an interesting like person with a lot of weird who did have cia affiliations yeah but on I don't paper think, i don't think the cia got him but also he had okay. a lot of political enemies too at the time so okay. i understand i understand where the conspiracy goes to right so but yeah it's hard to it's hard to even like come definitive right but like i agree but yeah i i don't think more so likely than not i don't think it was a lot Mm. Of, I feel like some of it was personal vendetta, but also what motive? Like his motive is like so elusive because he was he was taken out so soon after the thing, and there's no yeah less than twenty four hours. Yeah, less than twenty four hours. He was just like he was just kind of vanished. So that's that. I feel like prompts so many of the conversation, so much of the mm-hmm. conversation in the rabbit hole, right? Per se, because it was just. The way that, like, it wasn't a systemic failing in that sense. Mm-hmm. It was just like, just per chance, like, like the fact that he committed the the, the heinous action and then allegedly, was, yeah, allegedly, and then was <laughs> and then was killed like within the span of time, right? Less than twenty four hours. Yeah, less than twenty four hours is just like kind of. It's like I understand because like yeah. Like a lot of times, human beings try to make sense out of like, out of like information that we're given, and that it, even if you just say it, it's just like wow, this is like something seems fishy. But I don't know. For me personally, I don't think it's that crazy. Do you think he pulled the trigger, and will arrest it? I, I think I think he did, but also really? like, and you yeah. think he killed him? Yeah, alone. I think, I, maybe I th- I think so. <laughs> I think he did. I think he did. Listeners, drop a comment. Let yeah. us know what's up there. <laughs> I think I think he did. I think he did. Really? Yeah. That's I don't crazy. know how the heck he landed those shots. Oh, the ballistics are just offensive. Yeah, but you know, but you get lucky. At I respect three times. your decision or your uh, my analysis. Wait, yeah. how many how many times was he shot? He was shot three, three times. Three right? times, but the way the but, succession of the shots was kind of was like crazy. I mean, he fired off, like, it was like a pump-action rifle to where you have to, yeah. like, yeah. you know, and, and like, like, he shot really three quick. off in, like, less than six seconds and so nailed a headshot the third try. But also, there was a motorcycle recording uh, from one of the police officers, and there were more gunshots than three, yeah. which is Ooh. interesting stuff. Yeah, so. but you, um, but you visited know. the area, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Dallas, Texas native. Um, yeah, there's a big kind of obscene x right in the middle of the road where he was shot see that is, is very odd it's a little grotesque that's a little yeah um i mean you've seen that right yeah that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah but humans are weird like we that. are kind of weird like that yeah. but um yeah jfk yeah i mean that was a big one um whenever i get like really into somebody then i'll like really do a deep dive on them yeah like you had a beatles rabbit hole for a little bit oh yeah that was huge that was huge i mean it still is huge and like i'll actually i guess since we're on the topic of uh rabbit holes i'll like i'll also kind of like siphon off the rabbit hole too because like a lot of my stuff i guess for the most part information is like 
especially things in the past like there there's only a finite amount you know yeah, yeah, so yeah, like yeah, yeah. like huge like again as you said when i was on my beatles tip um it was like the white album but for example i mean how many albums did they have we'll say six to eight yeah i've listened to like maybe only one of them in full and that's the one that i've been on which is the white yeah. album mm-hmm. but like again i'll purposely of like leave stuff. yeah like i like okay you know boom i hit that i'm gonna go on to the next thing and then i always end up circling back but i'll still have like this complete you know untapped gold mine like to to dive into with a fresh set of ears or whatever but um I don't know. That's something that I've noticed I've done, especially, or I do, especially as I get older. I realize that I'm always looking back. Like, I'm never, like, looking, and and strictly in terms of, like, what, like, what really, like, sparks my interest, I'm always looking, like, backwards mm. instead of, like, oh, like, 2050 or something. I was you just I mean? about to ask, what, what do these rabbit holes say about us as people, like us? Oh, in this room. that's a great question. I think for me, I think I'm pretty naturally inquisitive. Sometimes I yeah. I seek answers that perhaps I'm better off not knowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess that's also just part of like the odd kind of uh, inquisitive nature of, of human beings. And yeah. also maybe questions that I know I'm not going to fully get the answers to. But just that kind of like mystique is, is perplexing and kind of like draws you in. Um, but I think that like, for me also, I think that like, I'm a little like off wired, I guess, or just like a little, like, uh, just kind of like, I don't, uh, odd for lack of a better word. So like the kind of offbeat weird stuff, like kind yeah. of like piques my interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, for whatever reason, like diving into like things of the past, I, I but like, how do you look into the future? I mean, yeah. I, I think like through studying technology and things. Like okay. That, where yeah, things yeah. I think it's very. And also, I mean, then. part of that probably would be looking into the past too, like studying patterns and you know things like that. Right. Yeah. Success stories of the past. But for me, I think yeah. I mean, I think it's a reflection of of my personality and and whatnot. What do y'all think? What do you, What do you think, Trent? About Lucas's? No, no, no. But, but like, analyze um, me. <laughs> <laughs> no, about this your is own the psychology yeah. episode. No, um, <laughs> right. I don't know. I I think like especially like with black holes and tornadoes. I think it's. Uh, gosh, this is gonna be a drinking game. How many how many times does Trent use the word existential? I think this is a very existential thing. Or are we even with nuclear bombs, like things that are much bigger than me and like inspire this sort of. It's like awe, <clears throat> awe, and and wonder, and and it's like where where does that go? Where does it come from? You know these things that 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 things that tend to like spark my imagination. You know that inner kid in me, like wow, like I wanna mm. I, that that's such an um, a mysterious uh, a place to go, and I wanna I wanna see it, I wanna experience it in some some form or fashion. You know, mm. I think. I think a lot of it, uh, especially with the first two, they're they're things that feel so unreal, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I think that's where sort of my my fascination with certain things come from. Do you, you sometimes know? like go like next to skyscrapers and just like look up for a little while? Sometimes, yeah, <laughs> I can tell. Like, I, I don't know. Sometimes, because like, especially especially when you like look at skyscrapers in the city, the sense of feeling that you feel when something is so much taller than you is like, it's such a strange feeling. I, it doesn't have a word. There's no word. 
insignificant. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like it's like seeing something small. so grand, but also it's just like so magnificent because you see all the details in the structure. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a mix. I also think like, but man, in all reality, the skyscraper itself is pretty small. Like yeah. if you zoom yeah. out, like even that's kind of nothing. Yeah, it, it's like when you come time. in a plane. Oh like yeah, especially when especially when you come over the city, it like looks like. It looks like little like yeah. figurines. It doesn't yeah. look real, right? And then, so I guess it's yeah, a matter of perspective. It's a matter really. of perspective, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but um, okay. I think that's insightful. I mean, tornadoes and and black holes. To me, that sounds like forces of nature that we can't reckon with, and then oh, yeah. like like the deep unknown. Yeah, you know, those Absolutely. are the two the attributes that yeah. things yeah. we can't control. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. What about you, Christian? Um, I feel like I like. I like understanding ecosystems and my place within the world. That's and good. Like, and I feel like, yeah. And I feel like, I feel like a lot of that also stems from like wanting to make changes in like the world around me and understanding like the current ways and dynamics that things work. So then I could at least contribute to like new feedback loops. So like, mm. um, basically like a feedback loop is like when, you give somebody when like let's say you give like a mouse cheese right and mm-hmm. then the mouse is able to do the maze so then you give it a more intricate maze and then you put the cheese and then it keeps on do, feeding like you you feeding mm-hmm. like the positive action behavior. Re- reward yeah. essentially yeah action reward type of thing so it's basically like and it's it's basically like incentivizing certain actions over others mm. so like trying to see the ways in which that happens in the real world and trying to change some of seeing like ways in which that could be changed to like for the better because mm. i always like i always think about like ways in which i could change the world mm. young gun right. wow wow no yeah Such that's a great, great. Kid. yeah <laughs> i love it i yeah. love it <laughs> but like i don't know when you like trey looked at me it was like yeah i can see that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it makes sense like i can that that was my sort of takeaway is like you like to see how things are constructed and and mm-hmm. put together and how they like the inner workings of it yeah you remind me the of like you know yeah when kids like take things yeah. apart to see how they yeah like you know, work that's why that's why i like i like that one i do like people are like why do you do computer science and like art at the same time like how are you oh wow. why are you a rapper yeah. and you do computer science i'm like they're they're the same thing yeah, like they're wow. when you make when you make anything, you have to like see the inner workings. Yeah, and like you have study. to see all the smaller parts to mm. to, to like to make to something together, to make something bigger. Yeah, and then like we live in something like bigger. Like the scale of things is so weird. Like you can have super massive like black holes, but then at the same time, that super massive black hole from far away, like I don't know, affects it's still how part I, of the the solar system. Like yes, this, yeah. it's mm. still a smaller part of this bigger thing, right? Yeah, that's facts. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I feel like I need I could broaden my horizons a bit on my uh, my black holes. No, or my, no but my, I mean, my, I, feel, I like I like your 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 rabbit holes because I feel yeah. like it speaks mm-hmm. to the like we said in the nostalgia episode, like the culture of like looking backwards rather mm-hmm. than looking forwards because like the future looks so dire. Like a lot of the media that we represent is mm-hmm. like I don't know the uh cyberpunkish type of aesthetic or like Blade yeah. Runner type of thing or like Dune or like something like so uh so like removed or like something like so staked in like the current world's problems that and it just continues on. Mm-hmm. And like it seems so dry and like dreary. And right. like so like looking backwards 
and trying to gauge information and understand how like maybe like looking back and understanding how it went then or like how these stars seem so like how the dynamics of things seem so much purer. Mm-hmm. I think that speaks to like your nature to make like pure art in mm. like your life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, that's a good way to put it. And I think I could maybe like use my listening time to like be maybe just a little bit more like useful. <laughs> but in terms of like maybe I could, I don't know, like like some historical. Yeah. Well, actually, shit, yeah. that's looking yeah, back. But like maybe like some real like useful important. information. I mean, yeah, if it informs you and in your art, then it's useful. That's yeah. true. That's very true. And I guess yeah. I'm thinking like how could I contribute more to like other things, you know, and like be more of a benefit to like other people. But, um, I think where something like that would lie within myself is, um, it would be like, uh, like something I really love as of lately too is, um, is just like, like kind of like architectural history. Like that's oh pretty interesting. Mm. So I love that. I'm sorry, Thrasher, I'm for that. <laughs> if y'all, y'all know Thrasher, Thrasher magazine. It's I do, like, I do. Okay. So it's like skateboarding's like really kind of like most prominent North star. Everybody kind of follows it, but, uh, they just started this series with this guy named, uh, Ted Barrow, who, uh, he used to do this really brilliant thing where he, kids would send in their skate clips and then he would critique them. He, and he's an art historian. So oh, he would yeah. give them like... That's fine. I mean, and he's been skating for probably 30 years. He's an older guy. Um, he, has a, he has a good podcast called Tent City. But he... Uh, I'm gonna give so he would, always, uh, he would always critique like, again, like just the tiny little nuances of like decades of skateboarding. Like your pants are too big or like your shoes don't fit. <laughs> yeah. or, like, your trucks are too tight. And yeah. like he would just rip these kids apart. But in like a fun, like, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Liz, like take notes from an OG type shit. But anyways, he, uh, he actually just got his, his uh, or uh, like a PhD in like art history, I believe. Oh, wow. So with Thrasher, they partnered up and they started this series called uh, This Old Ledge, which is basically they will go around. Uh, they're starting in San Francisco right now. That's where he lives. And that's where Thrasher's headquarters is at. But uh, they'll go to like these old spots that people have been skating since like, you know, street skating like evolved. And uh, he'll just do like a really thorough like comprehensive like dense breakdown of of like the architects who they were the you know society at large at the time why it was built um you know how it affected like the neighboring communities and like how it drew skateboarders in and really just like the whole history behind it um so far they've done three episodes but i mean they're incredibly interesting and i'm like man that's that's actually like a really cool skill set to have to be able to like just inform you know i guess like people like that and mm-hmm. also like like coming from like you know like a phd doctorate like tell usually it's just like yeah. heavy metal and skate clips you know what i mean so yeah. like to kind of like share that i think that's pretty important to as add well. like yeah. a like a academic structure absolutely to the situation and yeah. there's like no real like textbook or like written history of like skateboarding as well hmm. so my theory like is that endeavor. he might he might kind of like be the uh, take up that, that yeah. yeah responsibility because i mean it's really important information that and i mean if that was in you know like the early 60s like that's getting to be quite some time ago so yeah, those yeah i feel like around. that's a story that got to be told because For sure. like, um as you were talking about it i just like had a, a thought about like um the ways in which like created spaces facilitate behavior that's not 
intended mm-hmm. in the sense yeah, exactly. that like the architects never never intended to like have skateboarders in that thing but then skateboard they just had specific design quirks yeah that, like led to people like mm-hmm. making a space within the that space. is pretty interesting and yeah. i feel like i feel like that's also like we we're talking about earlier i don't know if it was this episode or last episode but we're talking about like how skateboarders are often seen as like outcasts and things like mm-hmm. that but i feel like that outcast mentality is like very revolutionary especially yeah. like when you hear like kick push and lupe fiasco yeah in the sense that they have to take something that's not take a space that's not made for them and make something out of it side note off of that something that i've really not been able to escape like mentally lately is just the fact that did it, have you ever heard of born and raised it's Never a it's not. like a clothing company from los angeles Mm-mm. um anyways they're they're like a like a cutty you know smaller but still big uh clothing brand but their their founder he he passed away tragically like oh, i think man. like last month uh, but it's like kind of in like the league of like you know Supreme and yeah streetwear um, exactly yeah streetwear. But <laughs> um, his name was his name was Sponto, uh, uh, Venice, California, like born and raised, complete native. Uh, I believe he was in his like mid to late forties. Um, but oh, anyways, I, I watched this piece on him um, from like a few years ago, just talking about how the brand grew and everything. But um, you know, on the on the the point of like the social outcast and stuff something that he said that i was like damn because i was familiar with the brand not familiar with their story and everything but something that really resonated with me uh about what he said was just that like he's like you know we grew up with like nothing like you know hardly anything like no new clothes like no new nothing but we had a lot of good food like we had a lot of great family around and he's like you know we were dead broke but he's like now like the rich people want to be like the poor people like and he's like mm. I'm, I'm glad that i didn't have like all this like wealth and you know stability as a kid growing up because like that gave me like the heart soul and like mentality and outlook to like go out and get it but he's like now it's ironic because those same kids that i grew up with that were rich now they want to be like me like you know because they don't yeah. have like that, that that gravity and reality of like having to navigate life like that and i was just like damn like and Somebody that I actually won't dox uh, for point of reference, but somebody who comes from a lot of money and I guess from my own shallow opinion, like they don't have that great of a style, but they buy a lot of expensive stuff. Yeah. And even looking at the history of those brands who started really small, it's like, wow, that's interesting. Like you can come from like a lot of money, but like you always kind of go revert back to like where like the heart and soul is of stuff. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and skateboarding I think as well is a pretty, pretty, uh, you know, big idea of that concept. Yeah. I, I guess we could talk about it. Remember when we were walking on fifth Avenue, um, and we ended up in like this little art gallery thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like, a, so for context, we were just walking me and Trent and uh, a friend, uh, Shout out, John. I don't think he listened to the podcast, but... <laughs> I should get a John. shout out anyway. Yeah, you get a shout out anyway. If you ever listen, you got a little Easter egg for yeah. yourself. Hey, so, um, save it, put it in your we were We were walking, and then we happened to walk into like this fine art gallery and on Fifth Avenue, and they were selling like expensive works. And it's very interesting how some at points it can be a very cynical process, but um, in the ways in which like that art and the way that the wealthy consume it is so different from mm-hmm. how like a reg- how like an average person would consume it because for them it's like an investment value which mm-hmm. i understand because it's like you 
take the piece of art and then you have a value to it and then you're able to trade it for a common sales and goods. Mm-hmm. But um, sometimes, like, in some instances, like, let's say for the example where, like, Banksy had shredded his art um, in the thing that. and it became more valuable as mm-hmm. a result. Like, and that was, like, trying to be a protest against wealth and everything. Um how it kind of like cap how it kind of cannibalizes itself and that type of revolutionary behavior doesn't really work in that setting too mm-hmm. yeah which is odd because like they want they like it's like it's odd because it's like they like the reflection like people of wealth like the reflection that they see of what like of the critique yeah of them, oh which okay is weird yeah yeah well, not weird but like it's interesting yeah no, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, because it's yeah, that's that's interesting. Where was that gallery at on Fifth? That was on um, it was on Fifth Avenue. I it don't was, remember. It was close to um, it was a few blocks away from Central Park. Uh, okay. Columbus. It was close to Columbus Circle. Yeah, like yeah, we were, that we sounds. Were, yeah, yeah, it was like around around that area. Yeah, and it was it was just interesting having the conversation with the with the gentleman in the gallery. Mm-hmm. Um. Why was he down to earth or he was out of it? No, no, no. Like, like, like he was... Because uh, at first... I was telling him I had the exact... It's probably the same guy, but when D and I first came to New York for the first time, mm-hmm. yeah. we had the exact same interaction inside of an art gallery. But I'll, I'll let you tell it. What yeah. was the interaction? Yeah, so... um, Like, get out of here or what? No, so, like, at first, it was just kind of like we are just floating around. But, like... In typical, I'm not supposed to be here like fashion. <laughs> like Trent and I got into like a really deep conversation. We saw some like Andy Warhol. We saw like oh, some wow. some Basquiat pieces. Damn, and they were on also display. Also, some Mr. Brainwash as well. Yeah, it was Mr. actually a, a kind of a Mr. Brainwash exhibit with other artists. What's his main work again? Remember, he he's Super the guy who with. copied Banksy. Oh, who kind of got hit? Who like like springboarded off of Banksy? Somebody's going to beat you up in the comments in the future for that That's one. fine. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's fine. You, but he, ja Rule, y'all get in line, man. Yeah, <laughs> y'all get, y'all get, y'all get, y'all get in line. Ja he got the belt again. I got belts for all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make a shirt like that with, like, with a belt. <laughs> Fighting off the so, Get back. So, yeah, what was the vibe in there? So, yeah, we entered the gallery, and it was kind of like, it wasn't like a dismissal. It was kind of just like, you know, when a customer walks into a store, it's just like you think nothing of it. Yeah. Not really, not really trying to make the sale to everybody, especially with that type of expensive type of thing. And, and I think the vibe was kind of like we're just like we we don't. It, it was kind of like we don't belong. Okay. Of spot, I would like, kinda think like, walking in a Columbus Circle. Yeah. Unless you're like. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. The weird thing about like wealth especially in New York City particularly, like, it comes in all shapes, forms, colors, races, creeds. So it's it's funny because as... Depends on how you can speak and, like, convey information. Uh, sometimes they believe, like, you have more wealth than you, than you do. Mm-hmm. Which is, like... Which speaks to what wealth is as, like, a perception thing. Right. But that's for another episode. Um, but yeah, we walk around the, the gallery, start talking about like the art. We start like we're sitting and like actually like digesting it because mm-hmm. a lot of times people just want to take a picture. Yeah. Um, be like, oh, wow, look at this expensive thing. And then but we're like actually talking about it, talking about the history of the thing. Mm-hmm. So then he approaches us, um, tells us about the history and then tries to like make the sale because we're like obviously mm-hmm. like in the gallery for a long time talking about the art decently. So he's like right. he's assuming at this point 
like, hey, we probably have. And these are Basquiat and Warhol pieces. For yeah. Some? yeah. So Salvador like, Dali, he had in there. Oh yeah, he had a doll. What? Yeah, like a like rough a, sketch. Yeah, like a, something he did on a nap. How much were they? Did they have the prices? <laughs> they, um, the, he he told us some of the prices. I forgot. The lowest one Ballpark. that he had was Peter Max. Uh, he was a psychedelic artist in the '60s. Did a lot of the um, a lot of Beatles. Artwork. A lot of Beatles. Really? Yeah. Specifically, was it like Yellow Submarine? Was it that one? I think so. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his his essential. The lo- he was probably like the lowest priced one. Um, he was a favorite one. He had a, okay. that was a beautiful art piece. I want to get yeah. that one. I'm not gonna Same. lie, but that one was for seven thousand. Actually, there was one for three thousand. Oh, there was one. I for think 3, there was 000. one. It was like around three thousand. Yeah, three thousand. The lowest, the highest, they had like a couple million dollar ones in there. You don't know Basquiat or Warhol what they were? Duh, I think that one was I like. I don't remember. I don't remember off the top of my head, but wow. it was a lot. But yeah, it wasn't my favorite Basquiat piece. I'm not gonna lie. Like, okay. I'm not, uh, for Basquiat's art, um, I love his art. I even got like. I have freeform locks. Like I, I literally study, and that was a rabbit hole for me for a long time. Just trying to understand his story, his relationship mm. to Andy Warhol, his career. But yeah. sometimes I feel like cynically, um, a lot of people discount or, um, yeah, a lot of people kind of discount like his personal achievements because of his partnership with Warhol, mm. on how he was also allowed in. He was like a person similar to how our experience in the gallery of like being there initially. Um, then as of like a perception and an appearance, then we were kind of invited in mm-hmm. initially, he's kind of seen as like someone that was just a street artist that kind of just like got allowed in mm-hmm. on permission. Right. Right. But I feel like regardless of his circumstances and regardless of his talents, he would have made it in mm-hmm. there. Yeah. But the possible, but just because of the way that life works, he was able to do it. Not to say that Andrew Warhol did not help and progress his career. I feel like it was a mutual thing at that sure. point. Yeah. Because Warhol had been an established person. But I feel like that deserves an episode. And I still have to digest my feelings on on that mm-hmm. topic and yeah. that rabbit hole particularly. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, this it's one interesting how this episode has turned into a rabbit hole of subjects. Yeah. yeah pretty I much. like that though. That's kind of that's kind of our conversation. I feel like that I feel like one that's big better. rabbit hole. Yeah. 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 I feel um, like the, the I'm not supposed to be here rabbit hole is basically like just taking bits and pieces of like the world around us and trying to unite it and see the common thread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I don't know. I've been I've been honestly like enjoying the heck out of these. Like it's been a minute since we recorded one, but like listening to them in retrospect and then comparing them to like my thoughts and feelings like in the future mm-hmm. is like so insightful and Certainly. it really it really like even if like i i love that people like listen but even if like people don't listen this is just good for my soul honestly absolutely i agree i mean yeah it's I just agree. good to create you know whether people are watching or listening or yeah taking it in or not it's good to put it out in the world yeah because like i learned from the fine art exhibit you're more we're more when you're not here he <laughs> said <laughs> facts, facts facts yeah that is but shout yeah, out! I, I, was, little, I remember the gentleman's name from the art exhibit. I don't want to shout him out per se. Dox I, I, his I, I don't want to dox him per se, but um, uh, he was he was a charismatic gentleman, and he like guided the gallery, and he made me feel pretty pretty welcome in that space. Considered all all things considered, yeah. and that establishment was pretty good, especially for being in a Fifth Ave location, because he could have, well, he could have honestly just been like or discounted us, but he actually catered to our interests. How old was he? He was like a he was like a a, a middle age entering later stage gentleman. He was like around okay. sixty, like fifty maybe. Okay. So 
but he was he was just a very like um he was a very cool soul. I'd nice, say. nice. After all, so after what was your, all, what that was your impression of of him, Trent? Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. In the end, he was he was cool. Yeah, was cool. I'll yeah. At, at the end of the day, oh, we oh. got we got to say that he was trying to sell us something. So yeah, I mean, yeah, you yeah. can only yeah. gauge so much from someone that's trying to sell you. No, something. but I, I can. Yeah, <laughs> he he probably he seemed like he deal with he deals with a lot of people that waste his time. Yeah. Well. But like, how much foot traffic can you expect is gonna drop? Like. You know, he probably gets a lot of tours. Yeah, two point six mil. I understand that, but I mean, he did get me interested in investing in art. Yeah, yeah, Definitely. I can see that. I can yeah. see that. Um, so no, he's, I, feel, he's I cool. feel like that's an interesting concept. He gets a thumbs up. Artists investing in art—that should be a topic in the episode, and mm. how and how that in itself is like a weird it dynamic. Is. I think the most important thing is that we invest in our own art, though. But yeah, yeah. you know, like yeah, I said, yeah. topic for another day. Um, yeah, right. We're at the mark. We're at the mark. Very sure. nice. Thank yous, guys. Well, no, 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 no let's let's get final thoughts on rabbit holes. Final thoughts. With final Where thoughts. Where are we at with it? Yeah. Um, from my own personal takeaway, use them for your benefit. Yeah. Um, because I think a rabbit hole can go south. Like, oh, yeah. something I wanted to ask you on is your like early YouTube rabbit holes. <laughs> oh, man. oh, those are some dark sides. <laughs> some dark ones. Oh, man. Just people getting shot. And oh, yeah. <laughs> this oh, was man. before YouTube. I can't believe I forgot about that. This was before YouTube was neutered, but we had this Dude, conversation a long time That ago. was like YouTube yeah. was like that was when live YouTube leak. Was, like, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was the fucking, it was the Wild West. Yeah, I went... One time, I just, I don't remember where it started. I think I was thinking about Faces of Death. Are you familiar with Faces of no, Death? No, I haven't even heard mm-hmm. of that. So, oh, you're not either, Lucas? No, no. So, Faces of Death was like YouTube before YouTube. It was the internet before the internet. Um, there's there's different versions of it. Um, but essentially, what it was, was a VHS tape of people dying. Like, wow. in different situations. And, and in some instances, a lot of those were faked. But in Fate? other instances, oh, there they were, were actually some real, real clips. Real clips. Like I remember seeing this um, uh, <clears throat> this this little girl, like when her mom crossing these train tracks before the train comes, and then oh. the mom jumps back, but the wow. little girl keeps going, and she oh, gets no. hit, and Holy. she flies. Yeah. So wow. anyway, I, I believe I was thinking about that, and I may have listened to a podcast that referenced Faces of Death. But anyway, yeah, that that started me down like a YouTube rep. No, I don't even think it was that. I think I saw something and clicked on something. Yeah, and that's and sort it, of you know the like related I said, videos. The, 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 it's the, like you keep the related on clicking, algorithm. Type and then of next thing. thing you know, you're looking at somebody getting in a protest, getting shot point blank with a shotgun like <laughs> in the chest. And oh, it's, and it's it's not like you see in the movies. It's actually really sad. He didn't like in the movies. A lot of times they Cinematic people getting shot. It gets. It gets yeah, it gets overemphasized. Like people fly. He didn't fly. He got hit, and he kind of like he was tired. He kind of slowed down and just laid down, and it was like really sad. Wow. But yeah, I saw like a whole bunch of clips like that, and left wow. me depressed. Kind of like the the nuclear one left me yeah. depressed too. Because I yeah, it, it's sort of coming towards, face to face with death. Yeah, towards the end, it's I think the saddest thing about that. Not to get back in it when we're about to end, but it was like they were talking about how the radiation like it's better to get killed by the bomb instantly yeah, as opposed to how the radiation like fucks with you like it 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 not only I should do a nuclear bomb episode we I should because mm. like it, it's it's just crazy it's such a profound 
like object is such a profound thing. Yeah, like the way the radiation affects you, like it, it, your physiology, it just fucks you up. Like it changes your DNA, and it the result is like, you know, when you if you if you have kids, they can have learning disabilities or physical uh, the deformations. The like yes, like, like that's and I think that's what made me sad. It's like yo, like. Because people are beefing over... I mean, really, war is not necessary, but yeah. because people are beefing, like, you're fucking up the future. Like, you're, you're hurting people who haven't even been born yet. I think that, that messed me up. But anyway, yeah, that that was... <laughs> yeah, right at the end, right at the end. Oh, gosh, Jordan, how long is this episode so far? Yeah, it's only 119 right now. Uh, you want to oh, keep on going? Nice. I don't even mind. Um, or is it going to be an issue to upload? No, 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 not at all, not okay. at all. You got some more to say? Go ahead, speak on it. Yeah, I don't know, because, um, like you said, like, yeah, with, with, with war in general, especially with that, I feel like we speak about it in terms of like, like I was watching a, a Kurt Sagat video. Um, they're like a highly like popular like YouTube channel that you probably see like cartoonish style, but they talk about like very deep topics, and they have multiple episodes on like nuclear bombs and whatnot but they did mention like the concept that like war it, it has happened across human societies but the scale of it and the organization around it has not ever been like at this like point mm. in the same way like across history and like we speak about it as this as if it's an inevitability rather than like an issue that can be cr- kind of skirted skirted curtailed or avoided mm-hmm. Which is like an interesting thing as well. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's. But I won't. I won't go too much longer. I just wanted to say that part. But yeah, what what is your what is your final thoughts on? Um, I like what Lucas said. Like, cause I remember going down the rabbit hole, and I was like trying to edit, and I was like trying to pay attention to both. Like, I wanted to look at the screen because I don't mm-hmm. know, a lot of a lot of what people do is they'll. Like, they'll put a lot of text. Like, it won't all be words. It's yeah. like, oh, you got to look up and read it. So I had to I had to pull back and, like, just hit the pause button mm-hmm. and just focus on what I was doing, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it, yeah. you definitely... I think it's, it's definitely something, especially, like, if you notice, you know, you tend to go down rabbit holes. It's definitely worth it to, to take a step back and look at what types of rabbit holes and how they make you feel. And mm-hmm. how that's affecting you, you know. Yeah. And think about what that's saying to you. But yeah, definitely definitely limit yourself. Um Yeah, can't go on an information consume. binge. Yeah, because I've been like, um <clears throat> I know I had to sort of especially as a black man, I had to stop with a lot of what I was taking in. Um, you know, when it comes to uh, police brutality and you know black yeah, people getting killed in media. Like I had to, I had to. It was, it was literally like seeing so much of it it's too and much just trauma. trying to research it was was making me like depressed. And I had to pull mm. back from it. Yeah. So it's yeah. also, also, in conclusion, it's very important. Your diet, your 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 intellectual diet is very important. Yeah, so be careful what, what you, you put into yourself and how you. And how you intake that. Mm. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry to keep on throwing wrenches in time, but what do you think about um, rabbit holes? Like, you guys are familiar with the story Alice in Wonderland, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, what do you think that says 
like the, the theme of the story and how like Alice falls into the rabbit hole, enters like a new world, tries to find herself and like her way home. Uh, how do you think that relates to like today's theme of the episode before we close? Mm. Mm. Recap that story real quick. Do you? Yeah, you like off it? the top of my head, I remember vaguely, but I think she has because there's different tellings. I remember the movie. Wasn't that bit. essentially about her taking psychedelics? Like, yeah, but like, yeah, but inspired by. Yeah, she like kind of falls. But I know there's like a deeper message. Than yeah, her like she falls into high. the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this. Kind she of was stoned. <laughs> yeah, she, she was just laying in her front yard the whole time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> took it. Took a bong grip before. <laughs> Whoa! Saw the cat. The cat is trippy. I like the cat. The cat but, is is iconic. Yeah, that is like an iconic scene. But yeah, um, and the Mad Hatter and everything. But I feel like I feel like um, or yeah. That, what was the story again? That general sense of feeling. Um, basically, like she falls into like this. Um. Yeah, I have to get the plot. Honestly, I shouldn't have brought that question up because I don't remember off the top of my head. But it's the most basically clarity. she goes through multiple different journeys to find her way home. Yeah, and essentially. It, it requires a lot of different uh, attributes like bravery. You have to be intelligent. You have to be X, Y, and Z in order to get back to where she started. Right. Yeah, essentially. Okay. So I feel like I feel like that leading with that in terms of like how you go through individual rabbit holes and trying to make sure that you don't fall into the well of misinformation. Mm. Um, that's my that's my biggest concern with rabbit holes. Just yeah, falling into a route of misinformation or becoming so like consumed by what you watch that you're so closed off to other opinions that are so that are removed from your rabbit hole. Because, like, a lot of times we go on these rabbit holes and we don't converse about them, but we hold the opinions very close and dear to our heart. And then we don't, like, speak with each other to, mm. like, get a common sense. And then, like we said in, like, the AI episode, you can end up with people being siloed into different corners and sections of the Internet. And then mm -hmm. that kind of feels you, like, that makes a person very alienated right. in their opinions and their sense of reality. Because mm -hmm. if we have, like, a shared... Before, it used to be, like, a shared network of information. Like, everybody got their information from, like, a few sources. Mm -hmm. And the sources were, like, fact-checked. They were kind of, like, all put together. And then, like, you went to learn stuff. And it has this call. It has this faults. Like, learning stuff from one place is not always great. Because mm -hmm. then you always. could get... Yeah. You could always get, like... You could lead into, like, a thing of ideology. Or... But the, the new reality in the sense that you can get information from almost anywhere... Of like little to no fact checking, um, standards are very low. yeah standards are very low, and what mm -hmm. like what is news and what is not news is not is very difficult to gauge. So yeah, ra my my thing is with rabbit holes like um, tread carefully. Yeah, tread very carefully. Lead intelligently. Um, you know, if you're taking psychedelics, be safe. <laughs> <laughs> be safe out there, listeners. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I guess in a really very short, not looking at the story and knowing exactly what it's about, because uh, I hadn't seen that. I haven't read, or read wow. the story yeah. at all. I just thought about it. I was time. like, I felt like that was an important question to ask. But I don't know. Maybe that's a maybe that's a question for maybe that's another um, episode topic. I don't know. We'll explore yeah. it a little more later. But essentially, mm -hmm. what I'd see in relation to you know this this episode is, you know, the idea of influence and <clears throat> being careful when learning 
you know, not to get too influenced to the point where you lose who you are. Yeah. Or you completely take who you are from that, you know, staying grounded somewhat. That's what I yeah, would say. Getting lost in the burrow. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Copy that. Mm-hmm. Any thank yous or shout outs? Um, thank you to the people that do the work, that do the research and put up these videos and write the books and the people who who um who dig deep when it comes to 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 checking all the boxes and making sure the facts and the, the entire story is told. Yeah, because uh, you know, because mm. I'm here d- going down your rabbit holes, reading your books. <laughs> <Right>. So <laughs> appreciate you. I appreciate you. Right. No, yeah, I think that's that's really a, a great point. Generally, an unsung hero is <laughs> those who, yeah, put in the crazy amount of efforts for a 15 minute video and whatnot. So, yeah, because those yeah, things take a them. long time. It's, it's so hard to edit. Yeah, it's so hard to edit. Yeah. Oh, and thank you to the people who who stand up and say uh, it may not be time to do that. Let's wait a little longer. Yeah. Shout out to the yeah. unsung heroes that stop disasters uh, by saying yeah. no. That is not right. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all the real MVPs. <laughs> Y'all really to, know who you are. Yeah. I feel like that's the 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 epitome of the episode. Just like knowing where you are and knowing when to call it and being like no, because that's that's a also a hard thing to do. Mm. Like if you have a a lot of stakes and pressure. Yeah. And you just got to be the one person to be like, no, when everything else is desensitizing you from doing so. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's a good point. Yeah. All, all right. right. Any, any, any other thank yous? No, I'm I'm all set. Yeah. Uh, I got one shout out. Shout out to um to the New York Times for making that um, rabbit hole series. Um, it was a very good pandemic listen. Um, it made me think critically. Um, especially being a computer science major and understanding the ethics and morality of creating uh, systems and networks for people. Mm. Um, and shout out to all the people that analyze and study systems so that I can uh, study and analyze systems and human nature and the like and just understand people more better. Love to hear it. But, well... That's been this episode of I'm Not Supposed to Be Here. Uh, You've been a grateful, invisible audience. Peace. Peace. Peace.